Welcome to Commonwealth Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jojo D. And I'm bringing you also Lamont Thomas, my co-host. What's going on, everybody? Today on Commonwealth Sports Talk, we're going to have an interview with Carlos Poindexter, the head coach of Hayfield High School Basketball. That's going to be a treat today. We got Mr. Poindexter on. Can't wait. Absolutely, man. And you know what it is. This podcast is designed to spread knowledge, teach, and inform the listener and viewer about the positive advancement of Virginia athletes born or raised and definitely born and raised. This podcast is also brought to you by Legacy Maker Sports, Grind and Pray, and Beats by Mike Brown Jr. So let's go ahead and break you into the show with Hayfield Hayfield basketball head coach, Carlos Poindexter. What's going on, Coach? Hey, hey. Yo. Can you hear me? We can hear you now. Okay, 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 cool. Go ahead and introduce him, Mark. All right, here we go. We got Mr. Carlos Poindexter, head coach, Hayfield High School. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem, man. All right, man. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring this around full circle. This is going to be a treat because you probably don't remember me right now, but you will in a second. So, hey. so uh, you come on, what was it, 2000, uh, 2012? When did you take the reins over there? Yeah, 2012, 2013 season. Okay, perfect. So um, you happen to remember uh, those summer league those summer league bumps up there um, in Northern Virginia, man? We had uh, – you had a little school by the name of Grace Brother and Christian come through there. We had Mount Vernon was giving that bump. We had, uh, man, who else was out there? We had, yeah, Mount Vernon was out there. Y'all had um, Edison, um, those kind of teams. We would, we would always give that bump in Summer League a couple years in a row, man. You remember that? I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was actually. Where's the Summer there. League located at? Where'd y'all play at? Was it West Pole? Was, it was West Potomac. Yeah. Because they was in there too. Uh, Blue was in there, man. We had that thing running like live period. Eight. Yeah. Hey, th- hey, those was good times. Man, you tell it. I'm telling you, I remember that like vividly. It was so funny, man, because um, that's how I really, you know, um, came to know of you. You know, we kind of ran into each other and that. And I mean, I'm sure you remember the head coach Tony and um. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Ray, y'all had um Ray Davis. Um, actually, had coached there for a minute, didn't he? Yeah, Ray, 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 my man. Oh, that's my guy. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, we, man, we go way back. We go way back to uh, VCU here um, in college. So. Um, oh, word. Not that damn. That's what's up. Yeah, we uh we stayed coaching even after that. Even after he left Hayfield, uh, we worked camps together. Um, man, I, I raised raised my guy, man. Day one for sure. But yeah, man. So um, there it is, man. I. It's just so funny this coming full circle because yeah, it is small in the world, and it's definitely a small world. Yeah, yep. man. Yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, um, you remember those days back then where, you know, we were grinding it out out there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, we don't have to throw Williams, Seward, Deville. Those names I throw out to you, you know our history. 
I definitely know what that is. <laughs> we walked the streets. We walked right. the streets every day and had a story to tell. It was almost like Biggie. We got a story to tell. At, uh, definitely. <laughs> That's how I used to be. Tell me about it, man. So what I've learned when I studied you, because as, as we at Commonwealth do, we study the guests and, and try to understand their grind, their effort, their mentality, how they, how they tick pretty much. Right. How are you able to handle so many hats from what I've seen? So I'm going to ask you for the first hat. Being an assistant coach to Ron Palmer, 46 years of experience. Man's got like 700 wins. Legend. You know, like how, how did that experience start off and then how did it get you prepared for that head coaching job? Man, so I'm, I'm even going to take it a little bit before that. So there was a guy by the name of Davida Bella who – he was an assistant coach when I was at Virginia State, and I had to do like a, you know, like because I was a sports management degree. So like my, um, what I so what I did in the summertime was coach was coach under coach summer league with him. So like I, that's how I started off, and then he ended up getting the job for like maybe a year or two, like two years. I think he was there for two years before Palmer took over, and so I was like a freshman coach at the time. And then when Palmer took when Palmer took over, he made me the JV coach, and he was like, he wants to groom me to become the next coach once he leaves, because he was only going to be there for a couple of years. He was just, you know, doing it because he came he came to Virginia, had some grand some grandchildren that went to Hayfield, and he, he saw that there was a need at Hayfield to be a coach. And man, I learned a lot from that dude, like a lot. It was it's been an amazing experience being under Coach Palmer. I can imagine. I can imagine. He's a legend in California. Oh, yeah. Six, you know, 609 and 105 was his record total. 609 and 150. Yeah, I read that too. And uh, like Kendrick Lamar kind of like did a song about him or or did a verse just strictly just strictly on him, on, on Coach Palmer. It's crazy. That's pretty live. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty live, yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah, that one took me left right there. I was going to go right into the culture of your, your program and uh, take me through how, you know, 10 and 13, that prior year, and, and you getting an opportunity to put your stamp on it. How was, how was that changing culture attitude? Like, what, what's your mantra? What, 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 what do we know when we come into Hayfield? So, it's a couple things. When you come into, when you come in our gym, our, our, our lights is very dim, so it's it's a dark gem. Oh, man, get that Duke Blue Devil mess out of here. Hey, man. it's 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 like it's like the hawk. It's like it's it's really a nest. We call it the hawk's nest. Okay. It's really a nest. It's real dark. It's real dark in our gym. Okay. Lights real dim. Okay. Um, so it, it it gives that 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 environment. Like a lot of coaches don't like they don't like being in there because it's so dark. But yeah. it's, you know, it's been it's been good to us. That's hey, what works best for you is all that matters. It's your gym. Right. So you have the best surroundings for your team. That that hey, who cares what the opponents think? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's what that's what everybody complains about when they step in our gym is that it's dark. <laughs> but you know, I've I've grown accustomed to it, especially from playing there to actually being the coach there. So it's been amazing. But as far as like uh my program and what they're gonna expect, um you're gonna get you're gonna get a team that's that likes to defend. Uh I've always been, especially early on, I was I was a coach to pick up 90 feet. We trying to guard full court pressure, pressure defense, trap on the on the half court side. That's always been like my mantra. And then um, offensively, secondary break, 
um, type of – I've always been a second-day break type of coach uh, and, and let my guys play freely. Uh, every, whoever gets the open shot takes the shot. You know, all the time, you know, most of the time, our, our best players are going to get the most most of the shots. But, you know, I get free range to a lot of my guys to, to do what they do. That's good. That's good. And and that's all. And that is our mantra: is do what we do. Do what we do. I like that. All right. Let's take it back to the the preparation for your teams, man. Because I mean, I know it's it's down to a schedule, a strict schedule. I mean, summertime. Let's take it to summertime. Way before the season even starts. Before tryouts even starts. Right. Like we said, we having those summer league games. We looking at this player, that player. We looking at who can do what. We looking at progression from the guys from last year. Tell us about that. Tell us about the preparation of your team going into the summer, heading into, you know, before basketball season starts, what it, what it looks like. Right. So uh, for us over at Hayfield, man, I always try to try to find the best bump that I can in the summertime. Sometimes it's going to be in our in our area, and sometimes it's going to be in Maryland or D.C. So I'm always trying to find the best bump so that we can play versus the best competition that we could possibly play versus. And the summertime is always used for you know guys to find find new roles, and then for like to say like JV or freshman guys that we wanted to move up to varsity, get those guys accustomed to to what we're doing. And um, it's always been like I love I love summer league. I really do. Summer league is one of the best. You, best leagues that we have around here. Summer league and fall league are the best two yeah. that we have. I hate spring league. Spring league's terrible. Yeah. Because yeah. AAU is going on and everything. So like, but summer league, summer league is, is one of the best things that we can do. And the fact that uh, I've always had most of my players there throughout the summer and, and start and start that new process for, for the new year, it's always been good. And it always helped us, you know, leading, in, leading into the season. Yeah. Almost say that's where you see your most progression with kids and can kind of weed out how you have a vision for your upcoming season. So, you know, in that regards, how do you, let's say you, you said you like fast pace up and down and, and everything goes. So if you have a slower team or maybe not as fast as you want them to be, how do you adjust in regards to that? Like, what are you, what are you, what are your offsets in regard to that? Man, so so this past this past year, I've had to slow the ball down a lot because I had a big dude who could score in the post, and I wanted to make sure that that guy got touches. So it was always a a tug and pull with with, with my guards because you know they want to get up and down, but I'm like nah. Y'all not scoring. Give the dude to my, give the ball to my big dude. So let's slow this thing down. Let's run some half court sets and let's get the ball to to the person who can actually put the ball in the hole at a 58, 60% rate. So mm -hmm. uh, it was just, it's, it's always, it's, you know, it's a constant tug and pull, like I said, and it's just a lot of practice time, getting on the court, talking to them, watching film and, um, and, and just, and just taking it day by day. Yeah. That's how it's always, that's how it's always been. Um, but like I said, man, this is this was the first year where I had to really get my guys to slow down. And it's a culture shock, isn't it? It, it? it was different. It was different for them. It's not something to be used to. Nothing you won't ever be used to. <laughs> right. But now we back to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen you on the bench, man, and that that's the thing is that you know how they say as as always as the coaches as players are. So even with that, having to change that strategy up, I'm sure they were keen because, you know, it, sometimes it takes a while to, to corral them in. But, you know, they, they believe in the vision, man. They, they see, they've seen, you know, you at your best work. 
And so they want to be a part of that. They, you know, they buy in and they believe in that culture, man. So yeah, talk to me about, about establishing your, you know, your, your print, if you will, on, on yeah. the program and how, how they react. I mean, so for me, so like, what, this is my eighth, going to my ninth season. Um, you know, my co- the way that I've, I've coached and the way that I approach the game, uh, everybody has seen it. And like, I get to see most of my kids during, like the kids that's coming up, they're, in, they're at my basketball camps. So they get to build that relationship with me early, especially the, good, the ones that's good and that's going to become, you know, four-year Hayfield basketball players. Like, we build those relationships early, and 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 that's and that's a big a big selling point for me because I have a great relationship with those kids at a young age, and then as they get older, we have we continue to build that bond, and then by the time they step on the court with me, it's second nature. Um, and and me being from the community and being at Hayfield, graduating from Hayfield in '99, I've always been around. So the fact that I've always been around, everybody knows my name. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows how how I am. I'm a passive aggressive person, but you know they know they know which buttons to push and, and which and which ones that stay away from. So you know I I built a good a good rapport with everybody in my community, everybody within um, within my teams. You know it's been a couple a couple instances where some things they didn't work out between me and, and a couple of players, but overall you know all my kids love me, and I think they'll vouch for that. I like that. I like that. I, I used to do a thing at Bruton where <clears throat> we went to the elementary school and put on a show for the elementary school kids just so they could be like star, you know, stargazing and right. you know falling in love with basketball and hoping that that younger generation brings it up. So, you know, those are things that are essential pillars to a community, man. Like that's that's. I didn't even ask the question and you you worded it that way and that that's perfect. So. You know, that's why I just used my example and ran right over top of it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the perfect way to do it, bro. I mean, knowing your area, having your alma mater, you know, class of what, 99, don't want to throw it out there too much, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's all good. I graduated 99. You know, we had the grace age. We had the right. lose control. I, I don't even want to say it, but Joe Button's got a bad line saying, you feel like when you're at the age where you're on both sides of the boat, like you can yeah. hang out with young ones. And you kick me the old ones, <laughs> right? That's, say. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Hey, that's what he does, though. But so eight years probably feels like twenty years, huh? Yeah, it has. I mean, cause I've literally been grinding since what, like oh six, maybe. I mean, well, I, I want to go because I, I I started in thirteen, and I recall I think eleven or twelve, the state of Virginia releasing that period of camp practice and you only have to follow the two dead periods oh yeah you're part of that yes that that is when coaches right by like the guys like me and you with full of energy we want to be there yeah. we're putting in the work we never close in the gym once when they open that up right exactly so, so how key is it to have that youth and energy and and and, and tell me about how you feel like that's going to be always the key or, or how do you think that looks on certain high school teams? Yeah. I mean, I know like for how Hayfield runs and how I run like my program, my gym is always my gym besides COVID, my gym has always been open and I invite as many kids that can hoop as possible so that they can play versus my, versus my players. 
And uh, that's another, another, like, I don't want to say selling point, but another thing that we do at our school where a lot of other schools don't do it. Like we get a lot of college kids coming in and to play versus our kids. A lot of former players come in to play versus our players. And it's, you know, that's been very key to help us, especially like the kid, like the next up and coming kids that's, that's, that's coming, coming through the program. It's good for them. And to see like, and like, and I've had a good, you know, six, seven kids where they played, you know, D1, D2 and some D3 ball. I just had a kid that, uh, that's playing overseas in Japan. So like when, when those kids come back and, and play versus our kids and then they get to talk to them, it's the best, it's the best. It's the best source of recruitment. Yep. But I love, you know, I love, I love that a lot of kids like to come to our gym and play as well too. It's, you know, it, like from our rivals from Edison to South County, uh, we always get some TC dudes and then, uh, and we get some Potomac dudes as well. They'll come in, come hoop, just because, you know, they start to hear that we got the, we got some good bump going on over at Hayfield. See that word, that bump, boy, that bump, boy. I ain't yeah. going to that bump, boy, but <laughs> them good runs and uh, yeah, right. have, having them, them bumps available is, is a part of that youth, and that's what I'm right. talking about. Like, knowing and us being, and we'll call it out, at the HBCU heightened our awareness about other things in life, which helps us in all situations, I say. Right. So in that manner, if you are bringing a Hayfield, or I'm sorry, a Potomac kid or a Loudon kid or any kid that comes from the area to your gym, you can sniff out the, the hostility or, yeah. or the camaraderie or all of the different angles that can come with that. So I can, you know, I salute you to that, to just be able to host that. Because I recall doing that too to the Williamsburg kids and letting them come in and get that run in the summertime right it's always about getting better so if you was genuine your program grows just off of your genuine character so right i love that nah, I love yeah it's, it's always been you know it's always been good it's been good to me and i've always been like that and it's been like that since uh coach you know coach brian meters he coaches at lake braddock who, who was my high school coach and is also a legend in this in the, in the northern virginia area as far as coaches go and you know I learned from him and starting that whole open gym process and making making kids come come hoop with us. So, you know, and I just took that, I just took from what, what I did in high school and just kept it going once I once I became a part of part of the Hayfield program. Even when I was an assistant coach, I was just having like my, you know, the, during that time, a lot of my people my age was, was hooping. So I would have those guys come in and hoop with those hoop, hoop with the kids that was playing during during that time frame. And then just, and you know, it's a, it's a cycle. So it just keeps on going and going and going. As other people get older, the kids that's the kids that had just graduated from high school, or the kids that's that's sophomore, juniors in college, they come back and hoop. And it's, just, it's always been good. Like if you ask anybody, we got good bump at Hayfield. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the spring, summer times. Bro, I can vouch. I can vouch. And I, and I, it, it just, it was so amazing. Like you said, it's, like, it's more than just basketball having those those bumps in the open gym it's like you're tapping into the the community you know yeah into the potential you're tapping into the passion that people have with the game and it's just like like you said kids will graduate and it's like they never left man right nah that, that's a fact you're right it's like they never left and i love seeing how they developed as uh, as, as men as well especially like the ones that's been out for a while 
and you get to see them come back. You have great conversations with them to see how they're doing in life. So, like, you know, that's another another big key of, of why I like to coach and being around and being around the gym and being a vessel for for these guys to come hoop for an hour or two at Hayfield at Hayfield Basketball Gym. It's an absolute blessing, man, for sure. So we commend you, man, and we, we, we see what you're doing. We appreciate what you're doing, man, and keep it up. Absolutely, yo. Um, you know, there's one thing One thing I wanted to say, too. Like, as I'm getting older and, and I don't hoop as much, it's, it's always key to try to find another young up-and-coming coach. So, like, I've been trying to find that next guy uh, to – you know, to be that young voice. Cause as I'm getting older, I'm not as hip as I as I used to be, and you know, don't relate to the kids as much. You know, Says I feel like who? I'm still, I'm still you know, cool. You, we, you know, we fighting that. Says hey, who? that's what I said. I still feel like I'm cool, <laughs> but <laughs> but to the extent, you know, always trying to find a good young coach. Um, that's that's what what my next plan is is to find another young coach who had as much energy as I had when I was coming through the program, and um and to ho hopefully take the reins over once I leave. It's so funny that you say that because Palmer's exact words about you when you took yep. over was he has the energy and the passion to bring to these this next young group. That, that's the exact thing he said about you. Dang, that's crazy. It is. Yeah, that's wild. That's what's up. Palmer's my guy, man. That's that's a great Good dude. Right. He always said that he was going, he was going, like, once he saw what I was doing for the program, like, so he always let me, in the spring, summer, and fall, he let me basically run the program. So, like, I was basically doing everything. So, I was not saying he, he probably didn't want to do it no more. So, I was basically grooming myself to be, to be the head coach without even knowing. And I just, you know, was just taking it one day at a time, working, grinding, and, and always being in the gym, keeping the gym open for the, for for the varsity players that wanting to be in the gym, that's the that's the best position to be in under a, a champion. While he's you know exhausted physically, maybe not as much mentally, but physically, right. And, and it gives you an opportunity to, to take over some some full reps and and it, and it makes you comfortable about the process and the transition because yeah. then you know at least how two thirds of the year is going to go. Exactly. So that when you first started that first game coming in, you were like, you know, I can't believe I'm here, first of all. And then second after that, you want to stay ahead of the curve and you stay fighting that as a head coach every day of the week. Just want to stay up on it and not fall behind. So, I mean, look, man, from what was it? I think your last state appearance before you got there was 2009. They made a state appearance in 2017, courtesy of you. Shout out to that. Continue yeah. to grow with the culture and the program, identifying talent, bringing freshmen in when necessary. Because if you can hoop, you can hoop. Yeah, that's simple. So, man, I'm gonna say so. When it comes to the whole the whole freshman thing, I was all, I was never a big component of having freshmen on varsity because I didn't think I was gonna use them or play or play. It wasn't to a kid by the name of Brian Cobbs. Brian Cobbs was my first freshman player that I put on varsity and then like he opened the floodgates for me for everybody else that came along. I had three three freshmen on varsity this past season and that's the most I've ever had. Nice. You want to start them early. And that's, yeah. that's just and Brian Cobbs is, is a big reason why we went to the state tournament. Last second shot hit a three at the buzzer versus Hilton to take us to the state tournament. 
had that clutch gene. He definitely hey, – he had five game winners that year. And, and he's, he's playing football at Maryland University right now. Oh, never, yeah. never touched a basketball from after the basketball season until, until November. But he was that good. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Crazy. I had to shout him out because, yeah, he was special. Oh, that's a good shout-out, bro. That's a good, good shout-out there. But um, definitely appreciate you there giving us your time, man. I know things are crazy these days, so everybody's going three, four different ways just trying to figure out what's what. Right. And, um, you know, hopefully we have a season upcoming. I know you're preparing for it, and uh, we look to see good things from you, man. Nah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. appreciate the time. It's been great conversation, man. Like the, I, love, I love stuff like this. Yeah, man, I, I'd go all day with you. I'd make you tell me a Virginia State story. I'd make you tell me a coaching experience. See, that Virginia State story always loosens it up. Man. It, hey, it, it, and it could go one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 1882. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Mont, you got anything else for a man? We just really appreciate you, man. Uh, we, we wanted you to know this, that we know it. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you chopping it up with us before. No, I appreciate it, man. I really do. And hey, and like I said, uh, so I've been watching a couple of the last episodes, like Ty White. I saw that one. That was a good one, man. That was a real good one. He yeah. even, because uh, I didn't really know too much about him and the fact that, you know, you, you put this platform out and I got to know, I always hear about him, but yep. the fact that I got to like really like see him and then hear, hear what he was all about. Man, that was amazing, and I really, I, that, I really loved that one. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie to you. The stuff that we're about to do up here in Northern Virginia now, as me and you have spoken, are, are gonna be big. We're gonna right. keep pushing, and we're gonna do more things too, because it's always about finding who needs. And when you know they need, guess what? You get your best results anyway. So for sure, definitely, man, definitely. We definitely appreciate Coach Carlos Poindexter here from Hayfield joining us at Commonwealth Sports Talk. Tune in for us again coming soon, and we're out. All right. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. You can cut that jump right there anyway, so you're good. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Another one in the books right there, man. In the books, man. I'll be, I tell you, everyone feels new, everyone feels um, nervous, and everyone feels like I didn't prepare for it when you did, and then you're like, so, it's crazy, man, it's crazy. It's just like overtime right here, so we could do overtime, and then, you know, you know how we do it, go ahead, throw in a VA factor in this one, so, the overtime of this, I guess I'm going to say is, in Northern Virginia, the circles are so deep rooted that you really have to latch on to somebody to be connected. And it is, it is amazing how, like that, I mean, as it shows, his coach was Hayfield's coach in 99. He then moves on to Lake Braddock. He's been successful, he's still coaching. A coach from California who's a Hall of Famer in two states probably just for coaching in Virginia. Has over 700 wins, comes to Hayfield, gets his hands on him. He's been two coaches that are great, and he's got that circle building every year, and plus he played in the area. So those are things that are bold to keep your name valid and to keep you relevant. So that's why I had to get 
Coach Poindexter on here because as quiet as kept, he is gold, man. Oh, he is, man. I remember the competition, and that's why I couldn't wait to get them all to bring those memories of Summer League up because, man, we were in there yelling at guys, man. Who, it was so funny. Like, there's, some of the guys had never played organized balls, like organized with us before. You know, we had people in there, like he said, from freshmen all the way up, you know, and, and we yelling at them like, like we in a like a, a divisional uh, title game or something. <laughs> Summer league, man. Like we just getting after it. Getting. When I saw him, when I saw him doing that, I was like, I gotta, I gotta see this guy. Yeah, that's that training day approach, man. It's like, yo, you gonna pardon my French either, or get off the toilet. It's, yeah, it's, man. it's one of them things where. Um, that's how you find out if that freshman is going to make varsity when he comes his eighth grade year full and plays summer league with you. That's when you see the development change from a ninth grade kid that's finally got a full year of your system and the game's been slowed down for him. So that, that's why I love summer league myself, man. We grew up on that Boo Williams summer league, outdoor basketball in the 90s. You know, don't get no better than that. And now kids living in the gym every day. Um, <laughs> Killers, man. And we had five months before the season started. We wanted to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, those are great times, man. Great times. So let's go right on into uh VA fact here. You know how it is, man. You know, I'm gonna say mine first, I guess. You know, everybody I always say I take the lead, man, but I, I'm sorry for my personality, man. I apologize. I apologize ahead of time. Never apologize for that. You're right. So the VA fact is Virginia private schools have had success all throughout the state of Virginia, mainly Northern Virginia, with the, I would say, cost of living is how I would word it because those private schools have a lot more to offer. Don't be surprised in the next 12 months, hear me out, don't be surprised in the next 12 months if these private schools have increased in size, enrollment, sports, because of what is going on now. Whether you wanna say public schools, whether you wanna say VHSL, Either way, private schools don't answer to either one of them two, and they have their own legislation, and they are operating. So please be mindful that these Virginia private schools are searching. If you thought you was gonna find a college coach at your front door, parents, you may find a private school coach at your front door. So that's my Virginia fact, because it's coming. Just want people to be mindful of that. Yeah, easy, man. Easy. And, and we've seen it in the basketball model and even like in that area of D.C. where it's so small, like private schools run it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that with my Virginia, my Virginia fact, man. So um, speaking of private schools and football, uh, Life Christian Academy here based out of Chester, Virginia, actually has big news. They actually defeated Steele High School out of Texas. Um, man, um, I think that was the weekend before last, but it was, it was a good win, man. It's 26 to 14. Um, they got the W and that's, that's big, man. It's big for Virginia schools in terms of ranking, in terms of putting Virginia on the map. So, man, shout out to how, Life Christian. How long has LCA had a football program? Man, that's a good question. It got to be less than five years old. 
It can't be. It can't be less than five years. And that that's the crazy part about it is that both them and their basketball program are they're they're not playing around. They're they're getting around. They're playing these teams. I mean, shoot. My Christian basketball is out here playing. I, I covered them playing Spire University. Um, what was it? Uh, Spire Institute, like two years ago, when they, yeah. they came up to the played ball. Played ball. I, I got all that footage for Legacy, man. I was right there. Yeah. They playing IMG. They playing everybody. But see, look, three, four, and five years ago, they were doing online enrollment classes. That's crazy. That's essential now. So it's nothing changed for them. So they now get to have continue focus on growing. Like you said, they answered the nobody. I like that. They took somebody down in Texas. That's always a smile in my book. Whenever we can beat those major big comp or states, you know, the Californias, the Texases, the Floridas, the New Yorks. Phoebus has been doing it for a long time. The Phoebuses, the Hamptons, you know, they can get some respect nationally like they deserve. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that was just like earlier when we was talking about Highland Springs and their respect for their four P and not still being top 25 or top 20. It was just can't figure it out sometimes. Well, that was our VA facts, man. And look, I'm telling you, season two has been pretty efficient. Smooth, great hosts, great guests. We've been giving it on all angles. So what we'll do is continue to finish up with season two. Stay tuned for October. It is, as the kids say, it is lit. We will have some guests that's done it all. Trust me. Commonwealth Sports Talk bringing it to you. Legacy Maker, Brian and Prey, Lamont, LT, Anthony Robb, Joe D, all of us combined, let's get it. Peace and prosperity.